Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Tina Chat with, with Harry and Sarah. Ah, Harry and Zara. No. Okay. Harry, Sarah, and today. Yeah, we got a guest today, which is exciting. Hannah. Hannah who is actually my sister. Yeah, Hannah One McBride. Of. Hello, Hannah One McBride. Of. Say hello, hello to everyone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's exciting to have a guest. It is. It really is. I think we've got a few guests on this season, which will be exciting. Yes. Um, with lots of lots of different sort of things to chat about, maybe unexpected. I feel like this, this episode might be a bit different to what people are expecting us to record, if that makes any yes. sense. It may make but sense as we chat about an it. an important one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, especially within <laughs> the industry. Yes. Um, but yeah. So, hi. Welcome, Hannah. Welcome to Tina Chat. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about some nutrition today. Yes. Yes, so as Hannah just said there, today we're going to be having a little chat about nutrition and sort of fueling your body as a performer, as a human as well, but more so as a as a performer who's exerting so much energy and again, maybe tell me if I'm wrong, but this will probably be be more correlated to dancers because I just think that mindset is a I bit more so. prominent in that world rather than empty. But tell me if I'm wrong. It's like a Mythbusters episode, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is my favourite episode. I'm yeah. so excited to have Hannah on. Yeah, but first things first, let's not scoot around the fact that we need to discuss what drinks we've got. <gasps> I forgot. Okay, yeah. well, let's start with Hannah because she doesn't have one. <laughs> I completely forgot to get a drink, but if I if I was going to have a drink, I would have a cup of tea. Quite right. I have a cup of tea too because it is tea in a chat with Harry and. <laughs> it's it's not a custom that you have to have a drink. To be fair, and no. to be fair, I don't always have a tea. That well, I've got a peppermint tea, so you know, I've also got lemon water. That, Yee, you know, he's got his lemon water. I want to cleanse. <laughs> Anyway. No, but that, that you know, we've, okay. I actually, I'm feeling like we should talk about something totally unrelated because normally we, we go off on something before we actually start yeah, but the we podcast. don't need to. The last <laughs> podcast we filmed, Hannah, which No, like every podcast already, we've done. The first 10 minutes of the podcast is nothing to do with anything that we wanted to talk about, you know, it's just us <laughs> rambling. But not today, we're moving not today. on. Okay, let's do this professionally. <laughs> so let's just start with Hannah. Introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us who you are, what you do, your background, anything you want the listeners to know. Yeah, so my name is Hannah and I am a dietitian. Um, so I've got um, a degree in exercise, health and nutrition and then I did a master's in dietetics. Um, and then I worked as a dietetic assistant for a little bit before I qualified and now I work as a community dietitian in the NHS. Um, so I see a lot of different people, a lot of different conditions. Mm. Um, but today I think we'll just be doing sort of generalised advice really. Mm. Um, so I would say if you have any sort of specific medical conditions or dietary requirements or anything, um, then just maybe look for some more support, like personalised nutrition. Yeah. From like a dietitian or or your doctor or yeah. something like that. Definitely. That's important, um, that, I think, because I suppose everyone's very specific, aren't they? Each yeah. individual. So you can't really have sort of a blanket. Yeah. 
for me, this episode is more about like, I'm going to say to you, I was told this while we were training and you're going to go, oh my God, that's so dumb. And then it's going to be, we're going <laughs> to break the nonsense, like the myths within performing arts training. It's a Mythbusters episode, exactly. like I said. <laughs> um, I feel like before we move on to anything else, it would be beneficial at this point because I know you said to say to reach out to people and whatever. Can you explain a little bit the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist and like when would you need one and the other if that makes sense? Yeah so um, with dietitians we are the only people who can diagnose and treat nutritional conditions um, and we're governed by the HCPC standards um, and with nutritionists um, you can have lots of different qualifications and not to say that nutritionists are any Mm. less professional than a dietitian Um, but we are because we're governed by professional standards it's a protected term um, a dietitian so we are the only people who can use that term um, and we have to have the regulated um, qualifications to be able to do that whereas a nutritionist anyone can really call themselves a nutritionist and you're not really sure exactly what qualifications they might have right Um, there is a um, associate nutrition board I think Um, but yeah yeah I just think that's interesting. This is interesting as well. I feel like I should know this because we're related and I'm like, this is really quite new to me. I'm like, yeah. Well, it's funny. The the reason I say that is because I know um, in my past and how I've trained and whatever that there's there's people who have classed themselves as nutritionists or given nutritionist advice who definitely weren't qualified to do such a thing, definitely weren't like... They, they probably just watched a YouTube video and in their head that gave them the right to give us some pretty bad advice, you know. So um, just uh, could could it just tell me if this is wrong, but could anyone sort of say I'm a nutrition nutritionist, even if they haven't necessarily done any sort of work towards it? I mean, I mean that might be a bit of a blanket statement, but is that could I could yeah. I go out and say? I'm going to give you some nutritional advice as a nutritionist, even if I wasn't... Trained. Yeah, I just like Zara said, I've watched a YouTube video, could I do that? And that would be, you know, acceptable in some regard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be acceptable, but it, it is because it's not a protected term. And, mm. you know, anyone can say, oh, I've, you know, done this course and this course, even if they haven't. Um, right. And not to say that that you know nutritionists are bad but um i know a lot of nutritionists who are really insightful and have a lot of knowledge um and i would just check that they're on the associate register for Mm. nutritionists um so do you research again have a certain amount of qualifications to be able to register for that right exactly so that's i think that's important to know because obviously if you feel like a nutritionist would be beneficial definitely you know go forward with that but by the sounds of it, definitely make sure you know yeah. who you're going forward with. <laughs> and I also think that's yeah, good to... the credentials, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to think about in the past as well, like, who has been... I, I'm thinking in a dancer's perspective, because I don't believe there's anyone who's got to a professional 
level of dancing and haven't been given some sort of nutritional advice by someone. I think it's interesting to think back and think, who gave me that advice? Should I take that on? Are they qualified to tell me to eat this, not eat this, do this, you know? There's so much out there. I think with social media and things like TikTok Mm. and Instagram, you get any old person putting something on online and I think... I mean, I know I'm guilty of looking at something online and thinking, that looks great, yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the things I think is I'm quite a fan of a back stretch or cracking my back. Mm. <laughs> and I'll see something yeah. and I'll be like, that looks amazing. Let's try it. Come on, Zara, let's try it. And then we do it and I'm like, well, that was really underwhelming and just a waste of time. <laughs> uh, and I feel like there must be a lot of stuff out there that is like that because, I mean, I'm like I say, I'm a victim i've consumed that yeah stuff it's, and... it's so easy to see it like i believe everything i see on tiktok's true tiktok's my like tiktok's <laughs> it's got to be the worst form i know of it's so getting bad your information but it's also so yeah. accessible i guess mm. um funny are you on tiktok hannah maybe we should get hannah on tiktok <laughs> i'm not on tiktok but um yeah maybe, maybe i could start my account everyone spam hannah's instagram right now and say started tiktok started tiktok <laughs> that could be really cool actually uh, yeah I'd, I'd watch it you should take you should look at videos take videos of people giving nutritional advice or whatever that isn't right and be like hmm <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people would watch that though as well, you know. Hannah's too sweet for that. She wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, she would. I'd be scared I'd get all these hate comments. <laughs> no. Nah. You're the one that's doing your job right. Yeah, anyway, that's true. so I think let's chat a little bit about. I feel like I'm going to give you some pointers, but I, I obviously I knew nothing about it, and you just, you know, see what you want to see and what whatever um respond organically yes zara's <laughs> anecdotes and information that she's about to give you exactly yeah um so i guess again from my perspective and a dancer's perspective well from an acting perspective how much of a thing was this or not really like we never had anyone talk to us about what we were eating or anything the the, the closest thing that we came to with that is probably being told to decide how slash who we want to be in the way of do you want to be uh like a a leading man or the the girl next door whatever that Mm. may be and try and fit that mold as part of your brand so that we weren't sort of told to oh i want to be the fat best friend okay eat loads of cake none of that if that makes sense um but it was kind of you know they, they yeah there was no necessary like guidance but it was just like decide on what you're I guess that's the thing with, wants to be. with acting is that there's it's a lot more inclusive in that way. Like the doesn't there's matter. There's variation. Yeah, there? there's like a well. Don't get me wrong. It's maybe it's harder to get jobs in certain aspects of it. But if you are a certain way, you look a certain way. There's still a job out there for you somewhere. Which I think the dance world is slightly becoming more like that. But it's still very much. A, do you fit the costume? Like. It, you're, how slim you are is definitely still a factor of that, I think. Can I ask a quick question yeah. to Hannah? Did you watch that? Was it, what was it, Para? Oh. It was on recently, not too long ago. On about, BBC. Uh, para, no, it's not paranormal, because that's the wrong <laughs> word. It was on BBC about the... The Dark Side of Bally Schools, I think it was yeah, called. Yeah, uh, about Elmhurst and what was the other one? Royal Ballet. Royal Ballet. Uh, it was in the news a bit as well 
it's got to be about a month ago now. Yeah, you should watch um, it if you haven't. It's very insane. I'm not sure when this episode's coming out, but we're recording it in sort of beginning to mid-October. Yeah. FYI, that's what it was about a month ago. But yeah, it's really interesting. I think you'd find it interesting. It's only about yeah. half an hour long. I've not seen it, but I'll, I'll check it out. And yeah, it mm. sounds interesting. I think you'd have a lot of opinions on it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so as I was saying gearing it slightly more towards dancers because I think this is kind of the world we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine, if I explain to you, for example, my sort of training college day, right? We would start with ballet class at, well, a dance class at around eight in the morning. And then we'd have classes throughout the day, most of which were physical. Like I would say 85% were dance classes. And then we had some written work as well. But we were there, our shortest day we finished at, I think, 20 past seven or seven o'clock. And then our longest day we finished at half eight. So 12 and a half hours worth of a lot of physical. Yeah, Monday. Um, well, Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. Actually, Friday was a little bit shorter, but I still think we finished at like six. So roughly a 12 hour day, yeah. Monday to Friday. Um, just so we can sort of clarify, these classes, how were they, were you pretty much going near enough full out or could you give us like a percentage yeah. of yeah 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 um where you would be going to in your energy exertion oh every physical dance class as much as you could go like you're mm. you're training professionally there's no unless you want to be shot your debut at you're not going to go in and give 20 percent. you know yeah. obviously every class has its own um like a different ex- exertion level yeah. to, to a certain extent like don't get me wrong, you're still going to sweat at a ballet bar, but it doesn't feel the same as Bodycon. Like, you still have... Because, yeah, on top of our dance classes, we had body conditioning classes, like, boy strength, like, yeah. so much stuff. Very um, physical. Very physical. And rough, roughly how the, our days would pan out, I mean, every day was different, but we would have two classes in the morning, sort of a little break, another two classes, a little break, and so on and so forth. We've got a longer lunch break. Um, and all the classes were an hour and a half at least um so just with that in mind just painted that little picture mm-hmm. as a dietitian how what would your advice be for sort of fueling your body through that so that you get the best at your body and you can apply your brain and everything in class as well like what sort of foods would you eat what and what sort of like would you eat before you go into your first class would you wait until whenever you know oh that's an interesting question to be fair um there's a lot that comes into sort of fueling your body um, but one of the main things I would say is probably carbohydrates um, you know they're a main source of energy for our body and they help us you know to keep fuller for longer so especially because you've got a really long day ahead of you I think carbohydrates would especially be really important for fueling that amount of yeah. dancing Um and there's different kinds of carbohydrates. Usually the easiest way to explain it is to kind of break it down into, you've got like your simple carbohydrates, which are, you know, your simple sugars and things like uh, honey or table sugar or soft drinks, that kind of thing. And then you've got some more complex carbohydrates, which are more sort of whole grains, um, things like your breads, your pastas, your rice. Um, and they've usually got a bit more fibre in. Um, so I would say um, 
before you're going into any of the dance classes um, or like before your first one, it's probably easier to get some of those simple sugars in just because they're easily digested. Yeah. They get into your system really quickly mm. and it gives you that boost of energy. Um, so that could be things like, I don't know, a bagel with peanut butter and jam. Um, it could be maybe some porridge with a few berries and things on top. Um, but you're sort of looking to have a bit less fibre because mm-hmm. that takes a bit longer to digest. Um, and sort of going for those simple carbohydrates first. Yeah. And then I would say after a class, so after you've worked really hard, you've probably burnt a lot of calories, you've probably used a lot of energy, um, you're now probably looking to refuel um so again getting those complex carbs back in so these are your you know your pastas and your whole grains and things you would also look to get a bit more protein in which helps with muscle repairing um and then i would also rehydrate as well and that's quite an important thing sort of before and after any kind of exercise and so more of a well-rounded meal I would say after right. your dancing so uh, maybe something like a burrito bowl oh. or maybe mm. some spaghetti like a spaghetti bolognese or something like that um, and then with your hydration it's usually recommended sort of six to eight glasses per day um, but it is quite individual hydration based on you know your weight and and yeah much exercise you're doing that kind of thing yeah but that's a general yeah of course you, i would say hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's helpful at it's all. so that, interesting that is, to yeah, me I like, find it interesting that's so fascinating to me and don't get me wrong when i was training and before i was training and after my training like throughout my dance life there's been so many people that have like been advocates for make sure you're fueling your body make sure you're blah 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 like the the especially I'm gonna say this is like a general statement, but especially like my female teachers were very much like look after yourself, make sure you're eating well. Like I remember one of our teachers, she would we would come in and she would ask us what we had for breakfast, and if she hadn't if we hadn't had a good breakfast, she was like go eat something. Like she so it's not all bad. I feel like um as this podcast goes on it might sound like I'm speaking really negatively about it but I I also feel like coming from the world I came in that the people that have said negative things stick with you more because of Mm. the competitive aspect of it all and they're like I feel like that's a life thing I think we'll often pick up and uh, receive and take in negative stuff more than we do positive yeah Um, and because I'm just about to say some things I've been told which um I just want to clear that it's, it's not been everyone, but there's definitely been things. So, like, right here, <laughs> we've got written. I've got written down from before. No bread and carbs are Satan, <laughs> which is like the absolute opposite to what <laughs> you've just told us yeah. to do. But that is the kind of thing. Like, I remember being told to we, we can have bread. I mean, it's, it's stupid because sweet potato is a carb, is it not? But we were told to cut up sweet yeah. potato and put it in our toaster. And have that as toast instead of <laughs> instead of bread. It's, yeah, it's, that's quite extreme, isn't it? It's like, and I, don't get me wrong. I understand where they come. Or, no, I don't actually. That's me <laughs> trying to be nice. I I think that's just 
I, I think like that, that information is a bit weird. <laughs> but things like that, like, literally, you, you, you're taught that, like, you have to... Carbs are something to be afraid of, that they, they'll make you... Regardless of how much exercise you're doing in the day, like, we were doing so much... And even before I started there, you know, like I was doing so much physical activity and it's like, yeah, but no carbs. No, 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 no. That'll make you fat. Even though you're working out 10 hours a day, that couldn't possibly have pasta, you know? Mm. (laughs) It's just so funny to me. Um, And I think that's, it's, it's a very common thing among dancers of like, quote unquote, bad nutritional advice from nutritionists that are maybe not, or... Have no qualifications. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, so if for like I was saying, my my schedule was quite busy, and we were at the building when I was training all day. Like we we were there all day. We didn't have any forms of like cooking, any forms of heating food up or anything. Like we weren't allowed any of that. Um, you weren't allowed it. No, we tried to get. So you can like have a microwave. No, a, we tried to get one, but like a were, kettle. No. no, really. Sometimes we used to go to Sainsbury's Cafe to get some hot food, but other than that, we weren't allowed. Everything was sort of cold, pre-made before we came, or I guess there's nothing. Bought. I guess wrong. With, I don't know. Is there anything it's, wrong with the temperature of food? <laughs> does that make a difference? What was that? Does any does it make a difference the temperature of your food, food or drink? Does that like? I mean, obviously, I know in drinks it will affect, you know, you can't really have a cold cup of... I mean, I guess you can have a cold cup of tea, but... I have to do, it's, but um, don't drink it. Does that, would that affect... I don't know, in my mind, I just find that really weird. Like, it's just basic things... It doesn't affect the nutritional value, does it, or does it? No, I wouldn't say... It, uh, it, it depends. Like, different ways of cooking can affect sort of... Um, uh, sort of how many nutrients are in, in the food. Um but I would say, you know, from a temperature point of view, the only thing I'd be concerned about is probably like if you're having chicken or something or mm. eat from like a food safety point of view. Yeah. Um, obviously making oh. sure it's it's the right temperature to eat. Um, but then so I you suppose don't get a stomach. <laughs> in turn with that, I guess not having access to things such as a microwave or whatever will then affect what you choose to bring. Yeah, definitely. Um, or buy, I yeah. guess, as well, because you need it to sort of be accessible in some regard. You know, you're not going to mm. necessarily bring in a cold, what was it, something like, I don't know, some pasta dish that you might want to heat up. You're not going to necessarily, yeah. I mean, pasta's maybe a bad example, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. That might affect your choices. I've got a question. I was told that, which I don't know if this is part of the reason why we weren't allowed a microwave. I just remember being told that if you put, your food and their microwave, it reduces its nutritional value by 50%. Um, I'm not 100% sure on the exact, like, mm. details, but I think it can affect, you know, how many nutrients and things are in there. That's interesting, um, isn't it? That's interesting. It just, it's like ways of cooking as well. Um, so I think it's something like steaming, I think, was one of the best ways to preserve all the nutritional content mm. of the mm. food it's more sort of like vitamins and minerals and that kind of thing interesting so what's the worst um, generally quote speaking? unquote worst because yeah. what's like one of the worst yeah they're not so good ways 
I mean, I mean, it's not a fixed rule, but I'm just intrigued. <laughs> we did it a long time ago at uni, but um, I can't remember exactly what the worst one was. Um, Is there a couple that <laughs> spring to mind? Yeah, I think I think a few of them had sort of similar results, um, right. but I, I think it was steaming that was the best one. I can't remember the, the worst one, sorry. <laughs> so just steamy food. Yeah. There you go, sorted. It's funny, though, <laughs> you saying that, and I just want to make a quick disclaimer, is I think when I was when we were training as a collective group of dancers, I think when we heard things like this, it was like, okay, well, steaming your food's better, so you can't do nothing but steam your food. Anything that's mm. not steamed, you can't have, which is, it's not life. That's not how it's it not works. Realistic, it's not realistic, is it? <laughs> it? Like, imagine, you, and especially, I'll get back into my question from before, but when you're there all day, like, it's not... I think dancers can have the tendency to take things as very black and white and very like okay well I can't have carbs I have to steam my food I have to and I think what I want to get across in this podcast is that it's very everything's very balanced and you've just got to well that's important to have sort of holistic Mm. and holistic experience you want to be able to function to the best of your ability uh, you know take in as much as you can put out as much as you can exactly and if you're not sort of in a in a mindset or your body's not fueled correctly then your potential is reduced in my sort of view mm. you know i mean I, uh, no, I do you what do you think hannah does that sort of correlate <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i think it's all to do with you know a balanced diet as well and um, like you say if, if you're not fueling well then you aren't going to get the best results out of it and um, especially you know when we were talking about like carbohydrates and stuff and because it's like your main source of energy if you don't get enough then you can have side effects of that so for example like your concentration um, and carbohydrates are really good for your brain and so in order to sort of think and, and learn and concentrate you need carbohydrates in order to do that and and then, you know, you might get low blood sugars as well. So mm. you might be feeling quite weak and lightheaded. And obviously that's not great for when you're trying to dance yeah. um, and get the best out of it. So, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Is it possible that some of these, this is a question that's popped into my head, but is it possible that some of the things that if you don't sort of fuel or look after your body enough in a nutritional way and you're exerting 12-ish hours a day Monday to Friday can there end up being obviously like side effects that might then lead to a bit more permanent stuff do you know does that make sense I'm trying to be the thing is we know nothing so (laughs) we'll ask you but obviously if you're like no Harry and Zara please tell us yeah but do you know what I mean is that could you end up with a some sort of any issues that whether they could be rectified or not does that make sense is that a thing that can happen yeah yeah i think so so like your body becomes kind of imbalanced in a way yeah um and what else can happen is you know if you haven't got enough energy um your body can start to use energy from fats as well so then you can lose weight but then it can also start to use um energy from protein which is mainly stored in your muscles so you might get muscle loss as well um so again, you're not um, 
like if say you were the dancer I know Zara you spoke before about having to do lifts and things mm. like if you've got poor muscle mass and that's decreasing then you're not going to be able to perform to that standard exactly it's going to lead um, to things like injuries and yeah and your body's just like stop I need more to do what you're asking me to do it just feels really crazy to me because it's like it reduce my point was I think it reduces an already shorter career so as a performing mm. dancer as you say it it's already quite a short career generally speaking anyway you know yeah I'm being very general compared to most careers yeah like... yeah well when I think of as a training as an actor I could continue to act until I die effectively yeah. you're probably not going to dance into your 80s generally speaking not as a performer um, like um, a lot of people teach and whatever yes, but like yeah. um but my thinking is so if you if you, all this stuff I just feel like it condenses an even shorter career mm. do you know what I mean if you're not actually giving yourself a balanced workable experience yeah it's surely just going to reduce you know it's like burning the candle at both ends in my mind yeah you know is it is is that a fair comment do you think yes definitely yeah um okay back to my original question that we've kind of lost track of now <laughs> so we're talking about sort of being at college for a long or training for a long time you're out the house for that whole day I mean don't get me wrong I think most places their day would finish at around dinner time so they could go home and have dinner but let's just say it was the same as my example you're eating three meals a day pretty much out of the house um two to three meals at the day out of the house what would and you can't heat anything up so you've got to meal prep what would be like a good sort of meal prep sort of thing that you can take you can eat cold you're still getting your your fuel in I should get my dad on this podcast as well because hi dad another shout out for you but <laughs> he um used to make all my lunches bless him and they were so good so <laughs> he should come on and give his advice too <laughs> um so I would say like you say meal prepping is probably the best way to go about it and just being organized with it so you know that you've got a nice kind of nutritious meal mm. um, or even snacks and things just getting a couple mm. of snacks in that you can have whether it's like a protein bar or like an oat bar mm. or maybe some nuts and dried fruit or something like that something that's like really easy to kind of store yeah and then also you know take along with you as you're training um it's really difficult meal wise um it depends also on preference as well, doesn't it? So, yeah, of course. You know, I know for me that I can sometimes eat sort of cold meals um, from the night before. So I usually tend to make a big meal and then I'll have the, yeah. the leftover for lunch like the day after. Um, but it can sometimes be sort of like chicken and rice and things. Um, yeah. But I, I do eat that cold. I know some people like to have sort of more fresh things mm. um so yeah off the top of my head I'm trying to think of something that's really easy to sort of just pack and um I know I've kind of put you on this spot sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah um maybe I even just like sandwiches and stuff they usually stay quite mm. um fresh don't they yeah um sandwiches or maybe um I guess my my point in asking was that there's no sort of um, like 
do's and don'ts. Like to me, a sandwich is something that would maybe be thought of as you wouldn't take that to lunch with you, aka carbs and whatever, or I don't know, like chicken and rice, but plain chicken and rice is obviously quite, was considered better depending on how much of it you're eating, but like, I guess um, what I'm asking is there's no right and wrongs, or is there right and wrongs, is like, is there certain things where it's like, well, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think it's very, like, different for each person and mm. their preferences, probably. Um, and like you say, there, there isn't a right or wrong answer. Some pe- some people might like to have the chicken and rice plain, mm. whereas, like, some people, that would just be so boring and not realistic and not able to have that every day. Yeah. Um, so maybe a few spices or additional things added to it yeah. to make it a bit more colourful or flavourful hmm. it's funny and what I'm taking from this right now which I'm sure so many other dancers or performers that are listening to this will take from it too is that you're kind of being like yeah have what you want but what you want on your food if you want this have this like this will keep you fuller for longer this will help you but like eat if you've got leftovers eat them like whereas I think the reason I'm ask- I was asking you that is I think in the past with quote-unquote I'm doing quotation marks nutritionists that we spoke to before would be like yeah absolutely don't have a sandwich absolutely don't do this like only this don't add, you don't need any extra seasoning on your chicken because that's just empty calories yeah <laughs> I hate that term but yeah you know like <laughs> you know what I mean and I, I think that's really for me you're like yeah have what you want you're like, I don't know what to say to yeah. you because you, whatever you like to eat, just have that, you know? And I, I think that's quite... Well, it's almost like you've been conditioned, isn't it? You're yeah. It's part of your training is also be, you're being conditioned to sort of think a certain way about certain things, mm. which is detrimental in my opinion. Mm. Definitely. I guess another sort of branch to that is, and I'd... I don't know from a nutritionist perspective. I guess if you're helping someone who is like a regular person, I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm saying anything wrong. Um, But do you give them specific, like, you have to eat X amount of calories at this time, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is what you're aiming for the day or is it just more generic? This is the food you're aiming for. Yeah, it would depend on the patient and Mm. what sort of the, the reason for the referral was. Um, but we usually tailor our plans to work for them specifically yeah. and work with their lifestyle and their food preferences. But I wouldn't, I would sometimes work out, you know, how many calories that person needed just to function daily. Yeah. Um, and if they were looking to lose weight, then we could sort of go from there. But I wouldn't necessarily make like a meal plan for them just right. because I, I feel like it's it doesn't sort of defeat the issue, which is usually to do with someone's behaviour around food and mm. their relationship with food. Um, so it might be that they're an emotional eater. So yeah. we sort of need to go into that first rather than here's a meal plan follow this yeah it doesn't change any habits that someone has so we like to focus on you know what's the reason for for you having that habit what do you think you could do to you know stop that habit because you've already identified it's a 
detrimental mm. to your health. Um, so we sort of go from there, and I like to involve people in their own plans as well, just yeah. because it helps with, you know, how how much they're going to listen to you and how much they're going to take on mm. that advice. If they can come up with a few ideas themselves, yeah, um, then they're more likely to stick to it then. So it is personalised, um, but I wouldn't necessarily be like, this is how many calories you need, this is yeah. exactly what you need to eat. I know people do it in different ways, but I've found that that works best for people, mm. just in my experience. See, that's really interesting to me because I feel like, in the dance world if or training or wherever it is if there is a sort of situation where someone feels like someone needs to lose some weight or whatever it is in my experience it's been targeted with a meal plan with a eat this amount of calories and not a not a tiny bit over and you can't have like like there's no such thing as cheat days and whatever but we don't believe in that but whatever you know it's like it's very strict it's very regimented it's very and if you do this you'll lose the weight and blah 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 where it's like it's it's really not that simple it's not everyone's just so personal um anyway my my reason for asking you that is so is there like again I know you'll say it's it's different for everyone but let's say you're doing the big long day like I said at college blah 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 um how, in, in what sort of intervals would you eat throughout the day so is it a case of you have your breakfast your lunch your dinner a snack and that's it or if you do you not have snacks unless you're hungry if you're not hungry should you still eat snacks just to feel your body even if you don't feel like it where how do you stand on that yeah so I usually recommend at least three meals a day and up to sort of three snacks a day because your body is constantly working it's constantly burning calories whether Mm. you're exercising or sleeping Mm. it's it's always burning calories and so you need to replenish that in order to get the most out of whatever you're doing Um, so again it depends on the person um, and I wouldn't necessarily be like oh you know have a snack like a couple of biscuits at three times a day it would really depend you know it could, should be balanced but um yeah and I would say sort of three meals three snacks is usually the sort of standard mm. if someone was really struggling with like appetite or something you might say every hour or so every couple of hours just even if it's a little bit mm. of something um and, and again like you say you're quite busy with your schedule yeah. so it might be that it depends when you can get in those snacks and yeah. those meals but I would say as an average generally for most people three meals three snacks should yeah. be sufficient it's so funny to me because I think there'll be so many dancers or like people in the arts world listening and going it's too many <laughs> you know like they're, <laughs> that their gut feeling will be like no <laughs> It's so funny, but advice from someone who knows what yeah, they're talking about. Yeah, this is why it's so important to have you on and to have you because I feel like anyone listening to a dietitian be like, yeah, you can eat three meals and three snacks, and one of those snacks could be biscuits, and that's okay. You know, it's not <laughs> you're going to be okay. Exactly, yeah. All about balance, isn't it? Mm. Like I, I don't say to people, oh, you can't have cake, you can't have biscuits. Mm. You know, because if you restrict that and you take that away from someone, it only makes them want it more. Exactly, yeah. You're probably more likely to have it, 
you know, in secret or, you know... In excessive a, amounts. A weekend or, or something, yeah. 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 I suppose that leads to further problems, doesn't it, as well? Mm. And people coming to see you down the line. <laughs> yeah. they've, they've been sort of conditioned to... Fa- it's very therapeutic, isn't it? Like, what you do, actually. Mm. Which I've never... I mean, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, but that's really... I just found that really interesting. There's a lot of psychological elements to... Which I guess, of course there is, mm. you know, when you think about it. Yeah. I always say to you, like, not that like we we were actively trying to lose weight but if we were I would it's like important in my soul that I have a sweet treat at the end of the day like I just know for myself (laughs) that that is what I need like I can I can it doesn't have to be like a huge giant chocolate cake but I just know that that is like a couple of squares of dark chocolate (laughs) exactly (laughs) and I know that if I I was to limit that and be like no I can't have that at all that would really affect my mindset and like you know what I mean and I think that's... it'd affect your mindset but also you'd be really 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 cross <laughs> I would be really 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 cross <laughs> Hannah this is funny and I'll just tell the podcast as well but last night we were ha- Harry was hungry to be fair right <laughs> and we were having cheese we we're having some camembert and some bread and we had a little bit of pizza too you know <laughs> probably not the healthiest meal but that's what we were Saturday having night, isn't it? <laughs> Saturday night <laughs> watching Strictly and <laughs> we were like sort of sharing everything as it was yeah <laughs> I had like my bread on the plate and my bits of pizza and I wasn't I was still eating not finished and Harry kept going you're gonna eat that one <laughs> I, I, like I'm not rushing you I'm not rushing you but like like are you gonna eat that I know I've asked you but like are you gonna eat that <laughs> I'm like I don't know yet you're so funny uh... <laughs> it's not relevant it just came up in my mind I was hungry okay <laughs> and then he stopped and turned round yeah, turned round hungry. to me being like I'm sorry I'm hungry with cheese on his <laughs> face it was I, funny uh, I, I, it was a bit of an animalistic eating experience <laughs> for me last night it was funny it was great though I did enjoy myself <laughs> food is fun. I I really believe that. It's like oh, food it's is such fun. a like cooking's fun. It's so limiting to believe that you 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 have to you can only eat quote unquote healthy food. You can only eat certain things. You can't eat carbs. You can't like it limits you so much. It limits how much you can then socialize around food. And I mean that like if you go for dinner or whatever. Like, yeah. It's it's. I don't know, there's just so much... I guess one of the points is that what is actually healthy is to eat in a balanced way. Yeah, well... Inclusive of everything, generally. Yeah. You know, whether that be, you know, chicken and rice and a bit of cake and everything in between. Mm. That All of that's okay if it's a, a balanced way of doing it. And that that's the healthy thing to do for your mind and for your body. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So one more thing I'll say before we wrap up, and if you've got anything else you want to say. What's your favourite cake? Oh, yeah, we've got to ask what your favourite cake is. <laughs> What's your favourite cake? It wasn't it's the question that you no, were going to ask, was it? But... It wasn't the question I was going to ask, but remember, we did that on another podcast, so now we need to know what your favourite cake is. Oh. <laughs> My favourite cake is just any kind of chocolate cake. I love chocolate. <laughs> what was oh, yours again? I think it was red velvet, mine. Oh, yeah, you like red velvet. Which is a kind of chocolate cake, really, isn't it? <laughs> My favourite 
at this very second is the cinnamon one. Amazing. Oh my word, yeah. Hannah, I need to make you some cinnamon cake. Sorry, it's so made good. It, it was amazing. It was so good. <laughs> I, we we had the first piece the other. It was last week you made it, and I said, "Can as soon as this is finished, can you make the exact same thing again?" <laughs> it was so. And good. you did, and oh. Anyway, you made me forget what my actual question. Oh, Sorry. my question was, <laughs> um, let's see. Just because I'm very aware that in this sort of dance world, there's a lot of people who need general advice and need just some reassurance that it's okay to eat carbs, eat whatever, you know, feel your body, look after your body, and that's the most important thing. But there is also a lot of people who are maybe a bit past that point and need some more specific professional help. How would they go about reaching out to someone like you? Or is that even the right thing for them to do? Would it be better to go to the GP? Would it be like, do you, do you know what the best thing for that for them to do? If there's someone sat at home thinking, do you know what, I really, I can't do this myself, I need some help. Yeah, um, so I would say the best thing to do would probably be to go to your GP, who mm. can then refer you on to, like, um, we, we've got a community dietetics team, but we've also got a eating disorders mm. um, team as well. Yeah. Um, so it would depend what category they fall into mm. really um but if if it's to do with you know sort of relationship with food and things and they feel like they need a bit more support in that area i would firstly go to gp if you don't get anywhere with that i know there is some i don't think it's in every part of the country but in some parts there are sort of self referrals to disordered eating programs or eating disorders there's also a lot of information online there's a um not on tiktok called, <laughs> called beat uh yeah beat. Mm. Uh, they offer some really good advice um and they have you can have support calls with them i believe um it's not my specialty so i don't know too much about yeah. it but i know there's different avenues you can go down to get a bit of support mm. um so i would i would explore those options probably first amazing do you have anything else you want to say or you feel pretty said all your piece? I think I've said everything really, other than, yes, balanced diet, it's okay to eat cake sometimes. Not all the time, but <laughs> enjoy your cake. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your food. Damn right. Anything you want to say, Harry? I don't think so. I just, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I've loved this, this podcast. Is, it's really, really insightful and I think it's um, a slight sort of, different track to the kind of stuff we normally talk about on here yet but is equally, equally if not more important than yeah, very, <laughs> anything we've very done very important because uh, it's, it's it's a life thing isn't it what you yeah. eat, you're going to eat for the rest of your life so it's just important to sort of have a bit more of an understanding about that I think so really appreciate you coming on yeah uh, and I'm sure you, other people who ever listens will appreciate that too and you know we normally say take what you you want from these podcasts and take cake yeah today just (laughs) have a slice of cake and that's all right (laughs) um i was gonna say so han hannah is on all the instagrams and everything well health with han we'll put our put all our details in the show notes um and yeah well well if you can look at i love your stuff i love your content i love your Oh, well, thank I you. I've, I've been a bit quiet on it, but I will look to put some more content on in the future. I think it's really beneficial. It's 
Yeah, it's good. It's you, good. you know, whether people react to it or not, I think you'll be helping people in some way. Mm. Definitely do the TikTok thing because yeah, I think everyone that would be go really show good. abuse for Hannah be, to do TikTok. I imagine it to be a bit like um, who's that doctor? Doctor Mike? You know, Doctor Mike. Yeah, everyone says the American he's... guy who like watches stuff and he's like reacts to it as a professional. Have you seen that stuff? Um, I think I have heard of him, yeah. I think I've seen a few of his things. That's what it's I imagine funny. you to do on TikTok in that kind of way. Uh, we were watching a thing, we were watching one of his videos and he like plays videos side by side of like, this is like advice that they're giving on TikTok. And he's like, why would you do that? That's so yeah. stupid. Yeah. He gets really quite angry in like it's a funny. fun way. Yeah. Uh, but you'd probably enjoy it and I can see you doing something like that, but... Yeah. Yeah, if if you found this helpful, have a look at Han's Instagram. Um and could people reach out to you, is that allowed? On your Instagram or something? If... Um, <laughs> they can if they want. I'm not currently doing uh one to one sessions or anything like that, just because I am fairly newly busy. qualified. It's nearly coming up to a year now that I've been <laughs> qualified. Crazy. Um but I am looking into setting up something like that in the future so just watch this space <laughs> nice yeah that'd be cool because i think even if as well if you're not doing one-to-one stuff you'll be able to maybe point people in the in a good direction yeah um yeah exactly so, yeah i know a couple of dietitians who do one-to-one so i can you know signpost them over to their instagram pages as well mm. yeah amazing it's been really really fun this thanks for listening everyone yeah thank you so much for listening the tina chat with harry and pat and hannah and zara not pat yeah (laughs) we'll see you next week we will see you next week have a great weekend you have been listening to tina chat with quartz academy if you have any questions or things you want to know visit our website at www.quartzacademy.co.uk or email us info at quartzacademy.co.uk You can also find us on our socials, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Thanks for listening. We're so happy you're here. See you next week. Bye. Bye.